Hello, everybody, and welcome. This is TL, and you are now on the front line. It's still a stereo podcast. People, you see the sign in the back. I want to talk about money today. I always want to talk about something, right? Hey, look, as I always say, if you are looking for the news, this is not it. This is your boy on the line having couch conversation with some experts and professionals. And today's conversation is going to be about money. And yes, I do have a money man in the building. So y'all going to have to roll with me and stick with me to make sure I don't go left because you know your boy will. <laughs> How y'all doing out there, man? Look, before I um get into the whole conversation today, I just want to say, look, let's take care of the business. Right now, if you are watching, hit the like button. If you are not subscribed to the page, go out to Facebook, Frontline Stereo Podcast. Don't forget the Stereo Podcast and 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 like the page and 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 give me a, give your boy a share, man. Look, this is organic growth right now. Um, look, this is going to be an exciting conversation. I have a, a wonderful guest lined up for you guys, and as usual, I, I like to thank my listeners that continue to come back. Um, Jaron, I know you, my man, I know you always in there and I appreciate you, um, being a regular listener and a person who engages on a regular occasion. Desmond, I appreciate all your comments. Um, and, and definitely the way you engage with me and you stay civil. Um, Ben, I know you've been out there. Uh, I appreciate the watch Curtis. I appreciate the watch Nassim, I appreciate the watch. Look, it's a lot of people who I, I, I can't name them all, but look, I appreciate the watch. Um, give your boy a share and a like, and again, definitely go out to Facebook and the frontline stereo podcast page and make sure you're subscribed. Uh, we come in a, we come in a, we just got picked up by Spotify guys. Um, so we're, we're now streaming on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and now Spotify, YouTube coming next. Um, stay with me. People, Torian ain't here today. <laughs> so I don't know if I'll be able to t- keep my emotions in check. You know, I like to say be more informational than emotional, but it comes to me emotion because race relations is very different than racial policy. And I know we've been trying to have this conversation and getting us to talk about policy. It's not the moment to talk about who's melanated, who's not melanated. And if, if they're black or if they're not black, it's time to speak about the ills that needs reparate, that, that needs repairing. For, for American descendants of slaves specifically. I say that. I know on the show all the time, we you'll hear Torian use the term Native Black American, and I'll use the term American descendant of slaves. Hey, you put them together, whichever term you use. In this voting cycle, we we have the opportunity um, to to change some of these some of these current ills. Even President Obama um, last night in the DNC speech, he acknowledges the strategic measure of voting a down ballot or not voting at all. So y'all better get in tune. Um, the conversation is being had right now in today's climate. Um, it, it is time that we step on the gas, black people. We can't make sure we, we have to make sure we are the people who are shaping the narrative for reparations. Um, if you follow me on the Frontline Stereo podcast page, you see me saying not to not to just um, hear me saying not vote, don't vote. Or if you have to vote, just vote locally. We should not vote unless there's something to vote for is what you hear me say all the time, because under both Trump's current 
and Biden's proposed plan, there's no specific budget attached for attached for native black Americans or American descendants of slaves. Like I said, whichever term that you you prefer to use, there there's no specific budget attached to to the group. So if you're going to if you have to vote, vote down ballot What that for people who don't know what voting down ballot means, that that means um, vote for everybody on your ticket except for the presidency, because they don't have anything for us right now. Um, the, there are people who are consistently debating others who call out the people who are not a part of this conversation. And those people who I mean by that are debating others, I mean, on Facebook, I'm finding people that are debating me on a regular occasion because I'm calling out people who are not a part of, um, this specific conversation. And, and, and I want to, I want to be clear. When I say the specific identifiable, I'm sorry, the specific identifiable remedy of reparation includes a specific group that is American descendants of slaves. Unfortunately, everybody doesn't fall under this American descendant of slave um, category. Um, shout out to to Antonio Moratone Talks and and Yvette Carnell for um, even introducing this whole ADOS um, movement and being able to, as Torian said, we. We can't te- we can't keep telling people what's who who who's not a part of our group if we can't identify ourselves. Well, guess what? ADOS is a movement that has identified themselves. And, and like I said, it's a, a very specific, identifiable um, remedy of re- of reparations for a very specific group. Look, I've heard it all. We're never going to see reparations. Or if we do, how do we decide on who gets it? So that's the point of today's show, guys. The point is, I want to I want to kind of start to talk about a roadmap for reparations. Again, this is not my conversation. This is definitely an ADOS conversation. This is definitely me piggybacking off of um, Yvette Carnell and and Antonio Moore, who has put in the legwork. So this is not my legwork. This is me repeating something that I've um, grown to believe in. So I want to have this roadmap to reparations. Also, I also would like to discuss today. How is the how do how how do we decide who gets the reparation? Because there's a lot of conversation around that. And when a person like myself calls out a Kamala Harris for not being ADOS or an American descendant of a slave um, and, and helping and trying to help people understand that if she's not a part of that, if she's not a part of that specific group, why would she place a a, a conversation? Why would she place an agenda for for black America at the top of her at the top of her list? She does. As, as Kanye like to say. You don't know my struggle. You can't match my hustle. That's what it is. So um, what what we also what I also want to talk about, because I, like I said, I got a special guest in the studio with me today is what it will take for us to be prepared for reparations, because um, if we get them, we also got to be prepared for. Them. So I've been I mean, I literally have been saying something all week. I've been saying all week in conversations with people that I've been having on, on Facebook or on any of my social media sites and just in person, it's like, we, we've been taught that I have a dream speech so much that we forget that Martin Luther King Jr. was marching to Washington to, get, to come get the check. So that's what I want to talk about today. I want to come, I want to talk about getting the check, but before I can talk about getting that check. We have to we have to clearly identify the the some of the ills that the black community has experienced and why it's it's important to start to identify 
the American descendants of slaves or native black Americans as a specific group. Um, I'm going to play a clip. I want y'all to stick with me as I play this clip, because this clip has been getting um, tons of I don't want to call it fanfare, but um, it's been getting it's been, it's, it's been talked about. I definitely say that it's, it's, it's definitely getting talked about. And it <laughs> I'm not I'll talk about the um, the clip after I, I go ahead and play it. So here, I'm just going to play the clip. Give me one second here. Got to get us all on. Y'all know me and technology. I'm working on it. And here we go. Do you care about black lives? The people that run Baltimore don't. I can prove it. Walk with me. They don't want you to see this. Y'all stick with it now. I'm Kim Klasick. This is Baltimore, the real Baltimore. This is the reality for black people every single day. Crumbling infrastructure, abandoned homes, poverty, and crime. Baltimore has been run by the Democrat Party for 53 years. What is the result of their decades of leadership? Baltimore is one of the top five most dangerous cities in America. The murder rate in Baltimore is 10 times the U.S. average. The Baltimore poverty rate is over 20%. Homicide, drug, and alcohol deaths are skyrocketing in our city. Do you believe Black Lives Matter? I do. The vast majority of crime in Baltimore is perpetrated against Black people who make up 60% of the population. So why don't we care about our communities? The Democrat Party have betrayed the Black people of Baltimore. If the politicians walk the streets like I do, they would see exactly how their policies and corruption affects us. But they don't want to see it. They don't want you to see this. Go to any Baltimore neighborhood and ask this question. Do you want to defund the police? No. No. Absolutely not. I had three sons killed in Baltimore City. And I think if we defund the police, office, it's going to be worse than that. So, no, I'm opposed to that. What are you going to defund the police for? Why? How do you defend your city, your community? Families are losing people. It's not just Baltimore. The worst place for a black person to live in America is a Democrat-controlled city. It's 2020. Name a blue city where black people's lives have gotten better. Try. I'll wait. Look at this. How are children supposed to live here and play here? Democrats think black people are stupid. They think they can control us forever. That we won't demand better and that we'll keep voting for them forever. Despite what they've done to our families and our communities. Are they right? I'm Kim Klasik and I'm running for Congress because I actually care about black lives. All black lives matter. Our communities matter. Baltimore matters. And black people don't have to vote Democrat. So, like I said, stick with me. There it is. I know y'all thinking out there. I know some of y'all thinking out there, they go the, the Republican and the TL. No, that's not the Republican and TL. I play that for a specific reason. Is because I want to talk about some of the social ills that are affecting our community. Because whether you like Kim, Kim Klasik or not, because this is not about her. Um, this is really about putting the visuals to what a lot of our cities look like. I don't care about it being democratically ran, ran or or Republican um, run cities. 
I care about what it actually looked like, what she actually put out there. It, it We're talking about defunding the police. That's going to affect the people in the in these type of communities the most. And I, I just think we should really take off, be honest with ourselves, take a real hard look at it and start to have the reparations conversation and demand something specifically for our um, eth- ethnic group. I know what y'all, I, I, again, I know what you, you're thinking. The question has been asked, who, why do we expect something to be done specifically for black people? And my question to you guys is why not? Um, I don't know if you guys, I haven't even looked yet. I'm sorry, guys. Um, start ch- chime in. If you think, I mean, I want to, I want you to t- chime in right now because again, I want to, I want to talk. It said let's talk money. I want, I'm really talking about reparations. And, and my thing is, was there not specific policies for other ethnic groups in the world? I, I really believe there were uh, uh, specific policies for other ethnic um, groups in, in, in the nation, not the world, the nation. In 2015, Chicago paid out reparations to victims of police um, torture for fi- in, in the amount of $5.5 million. In, World War, in World War II, Indian Claims Commissions paid out $1.3 billion. In 1990, Japanese Americans claimed reparations for four years of impris- imprisonment, um, 20, 20K each, um, 80,000 people claimed $20,000 a piece. And, and, and again, we, we know about the Holocaust, the Holocaust paid out reparations for America. And as I've always liked, to, as I always like to say, not discrediting the Holocaust, but that wasn't even done on American soil. What was done on American soil was slavery, Jim Crow, uh, redlining, reconstruction, mass incarceration. I mean, the list, the list goes on specifically for those people who are an American descendant of a slave or a native black American. That's who I'm talking about. People who are completely affected by cities that look like what I just showed you. Look, the way I see it, the law allows for pain and suffering um, in civil lawsuits. And I, I think we got some pain and suffering, guys. I, I really believe that we have um, this um, Yvette Carnell and and Antonio Moore definitely has pl- placed together a roadmap and a very specific um, set of I- ideas to place this lawsuit in or a commission in place to get something specifically for the black community. And I'm saying, why not go along with that? Um, one of the things that they want us to go along with is voting down ballot. Um, that means not voting for the top of the ticket, because right now, Biden, Harris or Trump, Pence, it doesn't matter. They're both not benefiting us. Yes. Everybody who keep asking me, TL, why don't you say nothing about Trump? Because we agree he's a horrible president. He doesn't do a lot of things right. He's very divisive. I might have to do a show just to quell y'all because y'all think I actually like Trump. I don't like Trump, but I don't like the op- I don't like the alternative either. They're just as bad. We we talked about that. We say this thing all the time. The the lesser of two evils. Uh, I, I I like to say, hey, look, the fact that you're saying the lesser of two evils continuously helps me lets me know that you identify both of them both of them as evils. So if we have evils, we don't have to deal with voting for these two evils. Put out a product worth us voting for. And once we have a product worth us voting for, then we'll vote. We didn't elect Trump, no way. 
this ain't about the black community electing Trump. If you want to, if you want to blame someone for not, it, it ain't even about us not voting, especially in the black community. Trump only won two categories two categories when it came to voters. That was white men and white women. Ain't have nothing to do with us not voting. Hillary Clinton, when she was voted for, won every other single category. So I want y'all to start realizing that it's pointless to go back and forth and debate because the, the, the thing that you see up there, let's talk money. The economic plan is the thing that we have to talk about. And like I said, I have a, um, a, a guess that's going to help me put some of this in perspective and let me ask some of the, ask some of the questions. Um, my guest, Mr. Michael J. Grant is a wealth manager. Um, he, he owns his own wealth management company, goes by the, um, 22 seven wealth management company. I'm going to let him come in and tell you guys a little bit more about it. Frontline listeners, please give a warm welcome to Mr. Michael J. Grant. How you doing, bro? What's good? Y'all, yep, y'all, y'all heard me say it. Y'all heard me say, bro. Mighty Men of Sigma uh, is everywhere, so we say go mob. And yes, I'm tapping into that 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 line, um, to that that blue and white because I, I not just me trying to put us on display, but I believe we have a lot of talent throughout blue and white, and I believe certain black members of our just general community needs a way to amplify their voice. I, I'm definitely. Um, having Michael on because I want him to be a frontline um, regular, especially when we're having money conversations. Um, Mike, please tell the frontline listeners a little bit more about your uh, background and uh, a little bit more about the company. Sure. Um, I'm a registered investment advisor in the state of Florida. Um, my firm started in 2018. Prior to that, I was a financial advisor licensed uh, to work in country through FINRA, Series 7, Series 65, Series 63, which just means I can work with the public as it regards to securities, um, as well as I'm a life health insurance annuity licensed individual uh, from multiple states um, since 2003. Um, so I've been in the financial industry uh, pretty much since 2003. Took a liking to it from college and University of Florida. Um, yeah, Zeta Kappa chapter um back in back in the day and ultimately wanted to do money coming right out of college but um didn't have the nerve didn't know any people with money so started out doing mortgage origination and real estate and transitioned to the financial industry um in 2004 and have been in the business ever since so um always had a inkling to it and it's something i love to do i love to help people understand this stuff didn't understand it myself read a couple of books, got put onto some things and it opened my eyes. And from that point on, I was gung ho. And it's always been my passion since probably like 1997, uh, 1996. And that's been my thing. So um, this has always been my path is to help people understand money and how it works in this country. Look, y'all go out there, frontline listeners, go out there, put your money we got to start putting our money where our mouth is. And and this is one way we can put our money where our mouth is. We can, um, we can we can invest with a, a black man who has a black owned company. So go head out there to the 227 Wealth Management. Um, the the website is is scrolling down at the bottom of the feed. Um, definitely look them up and and hey, look, we we on the we on the black movement. So let's 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 stay black. Mike, 
I've been I want to talk reparations. You heard me in there talking. You've been sitting, you've been sitting backstage. You seen the video. You heard my mouth. I told you Torian ain't with me today, so he ain't gonna be able to calm me down like I usually be able to calm down. <laughs> so I'm gonna come right out the gate and I'm just ask the question. And I definitely want the frontline listeners to chime in on this one too. Can we pull ourselves up by the bootstraps? Is this is 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 do we have the ability? to pull ourselves up out the bootstraps up, up by the bootstraps and close the the wealth gap between um black and white or black and and others uh short answer is yes uh mm. long long answer is how do we get there um yeah i'm, I'm a lot of hints because i don't think we can i don't yeah, know how yeah. we close the gap. Yeah, I don't no, know how short, short answer is absolutely yes um but the start starting point for all this is you have to look at where we're coming from and where we're trying to get to. And okay. when you think about the years of oppression and, and, and years of being underfoot, um, you can't expect an overnight transition. It's going to take time. And that's generally where we fall is we want everything. Now we want a quick turnaround. We want, results right away it won't happen it's going to be a long-term process it's going to be a generational process oh my god hold on so so you don't think so you said short answer yes does that short answer of yes include reparations it can it can here's how i here's here's how i approach uh that topic and uh, we've discussed it at agnosium in in my peer group but ultimately it has to come from within the system you can't okay. beat the game by trying to change the rules when you don't have the authority to change the rules. So you got to play within the rules. And so the way I look at reparations is this. The term reparations itself is a non-starter. Anything you put forward that says reparations won't get done, not for the black community. Here's what oh, you wow. can put forward. Here's how you can put it forward. You got to be more specific. Yeah, you got to be more specific. My first inclination is this. Give me free college for all to your to your tone uh, descendants of slaves, free mm-hmm. college, period. If they qualify and they want to go to school, it's free. Add to that student loans forgiven for all descendants of slaves in this country. That's your starting point. That's how you get specific. Well, Give I, me I would say, free college I would say for my kids and forgive student loans for everyone in that group that's a starting point that's how you get it going is you say specific things you want get you want to get done that require those ducats <laughs> well look i, I th- this is where I, I only partially agree with you and when i say I only partially agree with you is because i feel like that's a part of the that should be a part of the black agenda i, I completely agree that we should get free college um tax breaks um, a, a Torian said it last week, all those companies that was built on the back of slaves, like Anheuser-Busch and, and these cotton companies where we were picking cottons and, and they were selling cotton out to everybody. I feel like we should get some equity in, in those and, and, and that equity hopefully will, will create some, some, some financial freedom and some financial wealth. But I want to share just this. I want to share this, um, this 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 uh this stat sheet that i got 
Um, hold on, let me pull that up with us in there. When we have a a median household net worth by race, that's what we're looking at, guys. I hope you guys can see that. Let me uh, move some of this stuff out of the way so you can see it. Um, hold on, let me go. I'm gonna go big for a second. When when that's our when that's our median household net worth by race and education. Our gap is large. Like when we look at and, and, and before I continue to go on, um, the only reason people are, I know people are probably pissed off because they're saying, why are you comparing black to white? Well, when we're in America, we have to compare black to white. And the reason why we have to compare black to white is because white people are the majority of this nation. They are the they're the barometer. <laughs> so that's the, for the sake of this conversation. That's the only reason why I'm having this conversation like this. When we have stats like this how can we say reparations can't be a part of the conversation main thing you got to understand about statistics is they can be skewed however you like and mm -hmm. the number one thing to understand in a, in a chart like this is to my point about generational change okay they've had the advantage for generations we've just gotten the ability to be able to get our kids in college get out and get a degree get out and get postgraduate degrees and be even involved in this type of chart. So what would happen is if you had a longer time frame of our children being able to go to school, our children, especially go to school for free without having loans on their back when they got out. If you did that for even you can even put a time limit on it, 50 years, free college for the next 50 years for descendants of black slaves, loan forgiveness for 50 years back for descendants of black slaves. If you just did that 50 years from now, that chart would totally change because we would then be in position to make those differences. So the reason they look as disparaged as they do is because you got to remember the decision maker in those situations still looks like them. They're the person making that hiring decision, but no different that if we were in the position of power and make that decision, I would hire people like myself as well. You're going to hire people from your inner circle. You're going to hire people you're comfortable with. So once we get more people in the position to make those decisions, you can skew those things. But you got to look at where they're 400 years ahead. We started a race. They took off 400 years ago. We took off about 100 years ago. Right. And now they want to say because we had a black president, everything is good. No, you had a 400 year head start. Nothing's even. Nothing's at a stand. You got to literally push us way ahead before things can truly get to a better place. But so I will, that type of statistic, I would say that's where the generational thing comes in. You got to be patient. You got to ask for specific changes because you can literally give every black American 100 grand tomorrow. It won't change that statistic. No, it won't change that statistic. But I think this is why I, I, you, you touched on something that I just I just wonder what other people think about. You're mm -hmm. saying we, we just flat out anything that's presented to this government, we just flat out can't. We can't label the, the reparations. I want people to go out there and look at the DNC's um, plan for gaining presidency. And I, I did a I did a word search in the DNC's plan. And if you type in reparations, reparations literally comes up once. You type up immigration, it come up about 30, 40 times. It come, you type in LGBTQ, it comes up like 50 times. The DNC mm -hmm. plan is not for us. But yet nope. we're so loyal. We're completely and utterly loyal to vote in that way 
and they have reparations in there once. And when they have reparations in there, um, when they have the discussion about reparations, not only do they talk about um, um, black America, they then go in to include Asian America, Latino America, and they just they just throw everybody. It, it, it turns from a black agenda to a person of color agenda, kind of like Kamala Harris just did. She went from black woman to a person of color. But <laughs> that's that's neither here nor there. But when we have racial disparity, I mean, like, I don't know that I don't know that people really understand where we are as a people and why it's so important to jump on board with a group or jump on board with a financial plan that pushes us in a different direction. Because when I looked at stats like this, when I'm looking at um, Forbes, what Forbes placed out in 2024, they're saying the the median household wealth by race black, we're, we're actually going to be at like twelve hundred dollars. Mm hmm. Would you support a stat like that? Facts are facts. Ooh. It's all about it's all about it's all about where you're at and where you're trying to get to. Where I you're can't. at, where you're trying to get <laughs> to. It's like I, yeah. I can't. It's just it's so. How do I? With you, you said it. Facts are facts, right? Mm -hmm. How do I? How how do we compel Black America? I I, I I'm, I'm hearing you kind of say I don't really agree with not just I, i'm not just saying just do, do self self-administer reparations come up mm -hmm. with a financial plan link yourself up with some financial um uh with a financial group that can help you learn your finan yeah. your financial um your financial plan so when you hear things like the hr 40 bill and this ados group pushing this reparations and a, a complete black agenda what are you mm -hmm. saying to that, or what what are you saying to what are you saying to your friends in my, regard to this agenda? What I what I've been doing, um, my local areas uh, here in Panama City, Florida, now is where I reside and been here for over mm -hmm. ten years. Um, and I did a speech in front of because we had the whole situation and we had a lot of young people coming out and everybody's up in arms and everybody's got that energy, that that passion right now, and I don't want to waste it, so I went to talk to them about things to make a difference right now not just you know pulling down statues and changing names of bases little stuff that doesn't really affect your life going forward i wanted them to focus their energy on real change and there's a couple things that i had them focus on um, number one and the most important is the criminal justice system because ultimately this whole thing is think of it as a game and if you don't know the rules you can't win the game. So that's our first starting point. One, you got to know the rules, whether it's money, whether it's politics, whether it's the legal system, you need to know the rules. And so you have to know the rules if you're going to play the game. And we're not in a position to change the rules. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand the rules long enough to get yourself in a position to change them. So the first step is the criminal justice system. You got to exit. You got to get rid of it because ultimately um, that's their first um role in keeping us afoot is saying hey you have something on your record you got something in your background i can't get you this job i can't you know you can't go to college you can't go to the military you can't go to college you can't do a lot of things if you, certain jobs you can't get you like people say oh you need more local police guess what you can't be a police officer you have a record so there's right. so many things we're outcasted from because of that criminal record and so you have to get rid of that whether you say um, you get a, a 
slate white cleaned at 25 or you mm. get some level of um, uh, a mulligan or a do over at some point, whatever it is, you need something to say or just make it a law. You can't disqualify someone because they have a criminal record. If they haven't had a legal offense in X amount of years, you can't deny them a job. You can't deny them college. You can't deny them uh, a job in, in certain fields like police and military. Then those are things you have to put in place. Those could be laws that can be passed. And so if you don't have those type of things on the books, nothing will change in the criminal system. We will always be those those uh, populations that are targeted since the 80s when Reagan cut all the taxes, but paid for it by um, fees and fines. All the cities and states, when Reagan cut things, all this all the cities and states decided to increase their fees and fines levels. And so that's how they got their public funding. Why going to our community and saying, hey, you get a ticket, you get a citation, you got court fees. That's how they fund themselves. And so since then, that's been escalating. And so now 25, 30 percent of most police budgets come from those fees and fines. I've had judges as clients. I've had um, state attorneys as clients. Part of their pensions come from the fees and fines they give on the bench. That's the definition of. It's a conflict of interest. OK, but I mean, their but money don't comes from that. But shouldn't, but why not ask for reparations? This is where I, this is I, like, I, I, I hear you. You do. You do. Here's how you do it. There's a way to do it. So your okay. starting point is this get rid of fees and fines because okay. all that money goes to private, private prisons and they get money off of that. Get but rid I, of all I, I, that. I, Stop locking up brothers for no reason. Stop locking up our population for no reason. You ask for that specifically. You ask for college. Paid for specifically, you ask for loan forgiveness specifically. That sounds like a black agenda to me. I'm talking about yeah. That's yeah, right. I'm talking that's, about no, that's what you do today. If you get that on the floor today, somebody's got to vote against it. Then you know, because everybody's like Black Lives Matter, and that's a great thing, until they have to vote on something where it really matters. You yeah, have I, to get I, something I, on the floor so yeah. you can hold their feet to the flame and say you voted against free college for descendants of black slaves. You voted against loan forgiveness for descendants of black slaves. You voted against um, uh, criminal history forgiveness for descendants. You voted against these things. So do black lives really matter to you? If you don't get them on the floor where they have to make a decision, then you can't do anything. You're just talking. And that's what we got to get past. You can't change the rules. You got to operate within the rules. And so you need something where you can hold them to the fire and say, this is a bill on the floor. How do you stand? If we don't get that done, nothing will change. And they know that we can we can tear up buildings and we can burn stuff and we can tear down statues. But until we get bills in front of them that make a true difference, they won't have to make a change. I hear that. Look, frontline All, listeners, I both parties included in that. Right. I say this. This. This is not about a party thing for me, guys. Yeah. And, yeah. And look, guys, frontline. You guys see it scrolling. I want you to engage with us. I want you to join the conversation because I want to see where you guys fit in this reparation um, conversation. Where's the Where's the community center? You guys have been hearing me say that from time mm -hmm. to time on the um on the show. Where's the community center? Last a uh, couple weeks back, we asked where's the community center when it comes to politics. Today, I'm going to ask the question: Where's the community center when it comes to economics? Uh, we already got somebody in the studio studio that's going to join us. My main man who comes in every week, always there to support me. Jaron, welcome to the front line. What's your what's your comment or question? Um, well, first off, Mr. Grant, want to say hello. I'm very intrigued by what you had to say because I uh, most certainly agree with you. 
my comment was, was, you know, cause I talked to you and Torian about it. And one thing I had said was, is that if the government can pay us $1,200 for a stimulus check for this pandemic, why can they not pay black people reparations? Exactly. And the one thing that I had figured out when I put that as a status on Facebook, I had many people like, oh, well, you're not a slave and you don't qualify, but that's not true. Technically any black person who was born here in America, some way, shape or form were descended as slaves. But to add to what whoa, Mr. Grant said, I'm, you know, I'm about to stop you because you have to be specific because when we call people out, we have to we have to help people understand what a true American descendant of a slave is, because Kamala Harris was born in America. But her parents didn't stand in the shoes of the people. I mean, her she's not standing in the shoes of the people who built America. Her parents don't have a descent, an American descendant of slave in them. So she's not a part of this ADOS group. So no, she's you, not. I want you to be yes, she's not. I want you to be real clear and real careful because, like I said, this is a specific group with a specific remedy as we talk about people. So I know some people don't find that to be attractive and go, Well, I'm black and I, I get pulled over by the police. It's not just about getting pulled over by the police, it's about who actually built America, who actually had to, to deal with redlining, who had to deal with Jim Crow. Those descend those and her her parents and people like that. While they might be black, like I said, this is not a conversation about how black you are or whether you're melanated or light skin or dark skin. This is a conversation about the lineage so we can identify who's able to collect, as Martin Luther King said, we come into Washington. Well, I would say if you can trace slavery back to your great, great, great grandparents, like I can trace mine, like my grandmother was raised in Virginia. We actually have photos. Our grandfather was on the plantation, our great grandfather and our great grandmother actually on a plantation like we actually have pictures and stuff like that but getting back to the whole thing was that like not only with what mr grant said i agree with but if you also want to give black people reparations besides the free college and you know giving them a do-over with their records get rid of these uh laws that companies have where they have to employ at least 40 percent of black people to not fall under eoo you got to make it more than that you got to do away with things like here in the state of florida get get rid of the right the right to work law because i feel like that's set up for black people to fail they don't have to give you a reason why they don't have to like you they want to fire you they can fire you that's set up for any black person to fail if they don't like you because you're black they can let you go and they don't have to give you a reason that would be another thing these affirmative action laws these these are the crazy laws that gets us in trouble because what they do is like i said we have to have something we have to get we have to get very adamant about the things that we want specifically for our community. That's what I'm talking about us, y'all. I'm, I'm not talking about nobody else. So when you hear things come through for our community and I talk about it, somebody like Kamala, somebody like Biden, I'm talking about things for us. And these laws that, that include people of color, they include, um, that, that means that they're not just including black people, they include black people, they include women, they include everything that's under that term minority. So we but have an, to, we have to another thing we could do, another thing we could do as well is get bills in place to build up our our inner cities or our urban areas and get the white business out of get the white businesses out of there and set up bills where we can actually get systematic access to wealth to build and grow our communities. I.e. I got a question get, for you. Build black banks, black churches, black hospitals, black schools black supermarkets if you're able to build a black epicenter you can get a black community to withstand i got a question for you. oh go ahead with your right. i was gonna say it's a key to that don't we need money for that no we have it 
we're, we're, we are we are one of the biggest pieces of the economy globally. Jaren, thank you for your comment. I'm always always appreciative of you being in the studio. Yeah, pleasure meeting you, Mr. Yeah. Grant. I'll be reaching out to you as far as do business with you. Yes, sir. We don't understand our our capabilities and our power as an economy. We were an economy in the 20s, early 1920s, and prior to that, when we were segregated. We had our own police, we had our own businesses, we had our own financial centers, we had every black banks. All of that was ours and we ran yeah, it. We yes, we had to be separate and we functioned and we thrived. Once they put us on their path with integration is the whole Garvey argument of whether we should be integrated or not. It's the ultimate thing is that was a detriment to our economic stance. However, we can't take that back. It's always our choice. There are still black banks in this country that are still functioning. We can all, and now because of the internet, we can all go out and say, hey, I'm gonna open up a bank account at a black bank. I'm only gonna get car loans and mortgages from black banks. Hmm. I'm only going to do business with black financial advisors. I'm only gonna do business with black car dealerships. I'm only gonna do business with uh, black contractors. I'm only gonna do business with black architects. We have that ability still. We have to make that decision and that choice to do it. And that's ultimately where all their years of brainwashing have been effective. It's called radio and TV programming for a reason, mm -hmm. because it's programming you to their, I'd say elevation above us. And so if you, if, if, right. if you just take, yeah, yeah. If you take it all in and, and, and you know, we're all see it and it's in data and you don't realize it's like, Oh, but that's what it does is over time, you'll find out why your children want a white Barbie or why your children want um, to play with certain things or do their thing. It's because the media is programming that in constantly. And we have to be aware of what's happening. And so if we don't take that back, meaning take it back, you have to put your dollars where it matters. You have to go do business where it can make a difference because money talks. When I say understanding the rules, Money talks. Money politics always talks. Is, absolutely. Yeah, politics. politics is always about the lobby groups and the people that can push. If we all of a sudden said, hey, let's all of us just take our assets. Let's take our money. Let's put it in black banks. Let's put it in black businesses. You know how fast J.P. Morgan and Bank of America and Wells Fargo and all those guys will pop up and be like, oh, we'll make these changes. We'll do this. We'll do that. If all Man. of a sudden all of us stop using them. We can't get that together, though. That's the, that, yeah. that, and that's what I'm getting at. It that, takes that, time. It takes real organization and mm -hmm. it takes real effort. It's got to start from the top because we don't have black leaders like we used to because they kept getting sniped and killed off. So you got to have, got to have leaders willing to step up and do that. Look, JT, there, there's that infamous word. That's why I put Jermaine's um, comment up there. We have to control the new N word, which is the narrative. That's 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 that infamous N word that I'm talking about now. But I didn't understand one of your other comments. If you if you have a moment to, that you can jump in and chime in on us, um, you say we do have it. We um, we just must understand the barriers to entry. What, what? Give me some ideas on what you're talking about when it comes to your your the barriers of entry. I, I want to lean in on that comment a little bit more. Um, Mike, you can definitely lean in on that comment yeah. a little bit more. Well, like I say the first one is the criminal justice system. That's the mm -hmm. biggest barrier to entry. Gotcha. <laughs> 
Absolutely. I mean, yeah, that, but I think that's why we need a specific remedy and a specific opportunity for us to talk about um, a, a black agenda with a, I hate to say it, a, a group of politicians that can put some of these things to the floor. And again, my plea or my cry to our community of black people is I don't care what party it come from. It can be mm -hmm. red. It can be blue. If they have a black agenda, that's the that's the route we should be going. This is not a, a as I call them, this is not T.L. stumping for Trump. I'm not a Trump yeah. stump. This is not T.L. Um, dismissing the black woman. That's an A.K.A. I'm not talking about dismissing her. I'm yeah. I specifically say things that call out her lineage to go black people. Why is she going to place our agenda first? Why is she going to, why is she going to, where is she going to place our agenda at? Where's Biden going to place our agenda at? And then you, Michael, you touch on one thing consistently. You you touch on mass incarceration as a, as a barrier. And here it is. We, we consistently talk about voting for Joe Biden, who since 76 has had every major and minor crime bill with his name on it. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's every politician period. Cause they all got paid by the private prison system. They all Clinton got was paid a Democrat. In the 90s was a Democratic president who signed it all in because they made crime and fear their stumping stone for getting elected. It started with Republicans, but Democrats took up the helm under Clinton. And they said, for me to keep this thing going, I got to I got to look tough on crime. So he came up with three strikes. So all this stuff is it started with Reagan, though, with the whole well, even before that. But Reagan went there with uh, the war on drugs. So all of it is purposeful and we have to be aware of what's purposely placed on us and then play by those rules. It's not fair. It's not right. Cause the definition of a system is not fair. The definition of a good system is it works. And if you look at those statistics, you show their system is working because they are, yes, they are excelling and we are not. And that's what it's designed to do. So for us to change it, we got to do something totally different. What I normally try to point people to is it's not about and I get your point and I feel you. But that's where they get us at is this splitting hairs over. We you've gone beyond black and white to now you're talking about what type of black person is this? Right. So I want I want you to understand this It's really about rich and poor. Mm -hmm. It's never been about black and white since the starting of this nation. It's been about rich and poor. The yeah, people money. that had the wealth came to this country to get it started. They had indentured servants they brought over. They were black, white, Asian, purple, didn't matter. They had they had no money to get from England. They had nothing to offer. So they paid their way over here and they had to work it off. It was slavery before there was slavery. They call them indentured servants. Yeah. And what you, they figured if, out. If you look at the Asian, the 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 Indians that have come to America, they've they've surpassed the white um, barometer when it comes to their medium. Um, household yeah. income. So yeah, you're because they right came now. after the fact. Though that that group came after the fact, and but just from the baseline of how this country works, it's always been about wealth, and it's been about poverty. There's only two things to really define, and then everything else is distraction. Whether it's red, blue, Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, black, white all distractions because the minute we're bickering about that the guy at the top of the pyramid is laughing and saying more money for me we have to bring it down to the level where we finally understand that every civilization fell for the same reason 
from uh, the beginning of time with the Babylonians and the Romans and the Egyptians. Every single civilization fell for the same reason. When the poor people, the have nots figure out we're doing all the work, they're getting all the spoils. But it's more of us than it is of them. That's when things change. And that's when the revolution happened and the barbarians stormed the city is what the Romans called it. And so Rome fell when that happened. They were too spread out. There were too many poor people and a few rich people. And the poor people said, forget this. And that's when Rome was able to fall because they said, we're going to invade and we're going to take over. And the well, military look, want, at that point was in the same shoes. It's we have to look at that way. I'm sorry, Mike. There's some people out there just trying mm -hmm. to get in. Then I, I put I put Torian's comment out there. But if you if you're trying to enter the studio, the link that's in the comments, all you have to do is copy that link, and it'll allow you to call in, just like a Zoom link or or any other um, link for a video call. You should be able to click on that link and join us in the studio if you're trying to call in. I see some people having some problems. But Torian, I thank you for coming in, buddy. You should have been on the show, man. If you want to be here, you should have just came. I, I, this is this is your conversation, man. You love to talk about economics, and I was looking forward to my boy keeping me calm. But you, he, Mike, did the job, man. He he, he said, yeah, "Look, I'm yeah. not saying we can't use reparations." <laughs> he said, "I'm not saying we can't use reparations." He said, "We can ask for reparations and the black agenda." And uh, it looks like we have a, another person in the studio. I, I, this is Jermaine. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's Jermaine. JT, welcome to the front line. Thank you for calling in. What's your question or comment? Yeah. Like what you were saying with the barriers of entries, as Mr. Grant has said, those barriers of entry we see all the time. I just had a young brother tell me today, I wish I would have listened to you 10 years ago when you told me to get a job, get things in order, and I wouldn't be working like this. I just got off work, and you know what I do for a living, Trey. So I, do. I see it every day growing up, growing up around these people. When they could have started life at 20, they started life at 40. And those barriers of entries, like I, the comment I said, in the black communities, and you say when you look at community centers, community centers have a different meaning for us where, you know, it's, it's a place to get away from. We sell it as home and the things that's going on at home. We roll out the basketballs, but, you know, these white communities, they rolling out the computers. They're doing all these things, the, the tables with the books to teach them and educate. And they tell us to educate ourselves in college. And then we try to teach it to no one who, who really wants to listen and things like that. And as Mr. Grant said, it's those barriers reparations we can give you reparations but what you gonna do with it because i can give I, I, all the time. I can, we gotta be prepared for it mm -hmm. i can give you i can give you the best job in the world but if you don't know how to act and you're gonna go back to the to the way that you know how to act the job ain't gonna do nothing and trust me i i'm in management now and i see it we work 10 times harder and they want us to act a certain way and then you know it's just it's a, it's a lot of things, as he said, we have to put those laws on the books that changes those things, because most of our children are in trouble at 18 and 19. Yes. Well, it lasts with you for 15 years. Yes. And that's considered an adult. And as you said, you can't get nothing once you get that felony. Mm -hmm. That felony yeah. follows you. And as uh, the one brother said, the right to work states, that's a very that's a very interesting rule because they, they can get rid of you. If, you know, so-and-so's son come by and things like that. But this is what I don't understand. How how are we so adamant about, uh, yeah, I know we want Trump out. We don't like him. He's, he's terrible. He's horrible. But if we're talking about mass incarceration and incarceration so much, how are we going to go to the guy that put the bills in place? Well, I'm not, I'm, with, with him, I, I'm, you know, 
there's certain things I'm still doing my research on. I'm not mm-hmm. saying he's going to save us. I'm not going to say one party's going to save us. But I think Mr. Grant mm-hmm. hit it a lot. You know, we have to start saving ourselves. Yes. That means what if we know something and we've acquired a piece of knowledge, we got to share it. But we so quick to share a get rich scheme. And you know, Susu. everybody want to jump in on the Susu, turn $400 into $4,000. Yeah. And I mean, you know, if you look at things in progression, show me someone who got strong in, in 90 days. They don't. Mm-mm. That strength comes over time. Yes. And then once you apply those simple principles, money management wealth takes time. I mean, yes, you don't start making a million dollars, but when you get to the million dollars, you're like, okay. How can I get the next one, the next one? But then I got to teach someone because they may bring me something new, but we so afraid to do it because we so quick to judge. Mm-hmm. And and, it, and it's, and it's trust me, I see it every day, every day. And then we get on the phone. Lately, we've been getting on the phone and we've been finding people's true feelings towards certain things. And, you know, Man, I, I, I correct, I correct look, people I'm... every day about our governor mm-hmm. and, how this unemployment works to people and the first day well i'm like well it starts it's at a federal level first states can't do nothing then they shut up quickly well i'm sorry well just follow your news maybe you missed that part of class you know look i appreciate you chiming in for me um appreciate your uh, time and your in your comment thank you for joining the front line keep watching for me though no doubt brother love you man take care all right, JT. Yeah, I appreciate hey, his, his narrative there. Yeah, look, we, we have to control the narrative. Look, guys, there, there are the HR 40 bill that's been championed by people who I would consider ADOS or people who I would consider a native black American, um, Miss Miss uh, Miss Jackson Lee and uh, Mr. Conyers have 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 championed this hr 40 bill does it need some tweaking and some rewriting to add that check to it absolutely it needs some tweaking and some writing to add mm-hmm. that rewriting to add that check to it um but there i encourage you guys to go look up um things like gu um, 272 this is the georgetown slate um the georgetown descendant descendant of slaves group they're the people who just like Mr. Grant has already stated, we need some of that free college. Well, Georgetown is entering into that study um, through the HR 40 bill and they've given um, the, they're, they're providing free college to the GU 272 group. Those are all descendant of slaves that were um, sold off to, to keep Georgetown afloat, man. It's, it's so many projects. ADOS, go, go check out the ADOS 101 website where it talks about the specific remedy for a specific group. That's one that I'm following. That's why I have some of the comments that I have. That's why yeah. I say some of the statements that I have. Um, say, I give you another, okay. another example of, um, being specific about reparations again all the it's not just one thing you can be specific on a lot of areas another area where i would say is because the banking system is ran federally so congress has some control over that and they can pass laws about lending to minority-owned businesses Mm -hmm. so for example we can have different lending standards for minority-owned businesses compared to other businesses and so if you come forward with a business plan and you got an idea, you could have different credit score. First of all, don't even start on credit scores because that whole system is just another chain in the link of keeping people from getting ahead. It's another Jim Crow era um, along with the criminal system. All that's just Jim Crow stuff extended. But you can have laws passed of 
black owned businesses have to have X, Y, and Z and bam, they get funded. Right. That's something you could say, put that law in place and then make them vote against it. Blue, red don't matter. If you got them on paper saying, I'm not voting for that, then you know what you're dealing with. Because the reality is most of them won't vote for it. But you need to put it on paper and say, here's what we're saying. If you have, if you're a descendant of black owned, if you're a descendant of slaves, then you should be able to get a business loan with a lesser degree of hurdles to jump, for example. Whatever that might be, whether it's lower down payments, whether it's lower credit scores, whether it's um, um, just a maybe a grant instead of a loan, whatever it might be, put that in place and make them vote against it. Because those are the things that ultimately put us in a position to make some changes. Otherwise, we'll never get to that position of making the rules. Ultimately, that's where you want to get to. Is that if is you're not going to do, if you're not going to do outright revolution, which that's the only other option, is outright revolution. If I'm with that. Do, I'm one of the yeah, radicals. You, yeah, <laughs> but see, and that's why we're outgunned because most of us ain't went out and got guns, so we'd be outgunned like a mug. So if you ain't going right. to do outright revolution, then you have to do it by the rules, and the rules are get a bill on the floor, vote people in or out that aren't for your things, uh, control your own economy, use that lobbying power. If we all used black banks, if we all use black business, if we controlled our black dollar in this economy, we could call our own shots. But until so, we decide to actually do that, we're powerless. So I, I, the question I got to um, ask before I start to wrap it up, because y'all know we go an hour long, an hour strong, and we, we're mm-hmm. almost at that time. What is the one thing that should center the black community financially? I'm going to give you a um, I'm going to say is this, the, the, the one thing is know the rules, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you a basic rule that most people don't know. That is just a pure financial rule. At this moment, if you make less than $40,000 or $80,000 as a couple married, you have no taxes on capital gains or dividends. Long-term capital gains, that is. So what that means is if you own AT&T stock, which is a 7% dividend, if you make less than 80000 as a couple, that's a tax-free 7% on your money. Hmm. What if you make more than that, though? If you make more than that, you got to pay capital gains tax, which <laughs> is only, only 15% for the lower tax brackets. Okay. Which is lower than income tax for most people. But if you're over that 80% mark, you really don't. It's a lower percentage rate than income tax. Because that first level of it is not taxable. So that's a basic understanding of knowing the rules and playing them to your advantage. Because right now, interest rates are so low, you're getting nothing on your money sitting in the bank. You get nothing on your money in a CD. You're getting less than a five-year CD is less than 1.2% right now. Oh, say that other thing you said again, though. I I think mm -hmm. a lot of us don't really understand this. We're just so happy to have one. That, That thing you just said. You don't get any money sitting, you're just leaving it sitting no, in the bank. No, understand, understand how money works. And it comes from the Treasury and the, and the Federal Reserve printing money. When I say printing, I put that in quotes because it's all digital. They literally said it a few months ago in their screen. We just, it's just zeros on the screen now. We just put it out there. So all this money they so called printed, they just put it out there. And ultimately, that's what determines the value, because every time new money is printed, old money loses value. That's what inflation is. 
And they'll tell you it's because of supply and demand and more people. No, it's all about how much money is in the system. And every time the Federal Reserve and the Fed stick money into the system, old money loses value. And they're constantly putting money in the system because every time treasuries and bonds are created, old money loses value. Look, and so right now, a 10-year treasury is like 0.6%. That's all you're getting on your money for 10 years. When we start having money conversations, y'all, this is who you're going to see. Mr. Grant is going to be our money guy. I know Torian always likes to talk about the economic plan. Uh, Mike, I'd like to thank you for joining us here on the front line today. I yes, really sir. appreciate you. Stick stick with me in the back on, in the studio um, while I go ahead and start to uh, wrap the show up. Um, but frontline listeners, I just again thank Mike for joining the show. I really appreciate you again for joining the show. Look, y'all, I want to. I really want to dive into this conversation, into this reparations conversation, um, like big time. And when we start to dive into this conversation, we we do have to be specific about who's going to be able to get reparations not going to be able to get reparations i want you to keep something on your mind when um the root word of reparation is repair and when slaves were free slave owners were giving rep were given reparations so when you say we're never going to get reparations don't stop putting that mess out there we have to do what mr grant has said find ways to put bills on the floor i'd like to definitely thank you all for joining the conversation today if you have not been having this conversation, start. Because, again, we can't move forward until we educate the country on why it is the responsibility of the people in this day and age to repair something that we could consider irreparable. You can't have this conversation if you don't know the information. As one of my good friends like to say, um, Don Miller, you say it all the time, man. If you don't know, you can't grow. So people go read up on some of the, the, the things that I talked about today, those GU7, um, 272 or the HR 40 bill. Put some fat on your head, man. Um, but to sum it up, U.S. Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackburn wrote, wrote it best in 1978. In order to get beyond racism, you must first take account of the race. There is no other way. And in order to treat some persons equally, we must treat them differently. Thank you, everybody, for joining the Frontline Stereo Podcast. Thank you to my guests and to all those who commented out there today. You can now, as I like to say, you can now back up off the Frontline, guys. <laughs>